0: Hello everyone and welcome into the Ballfield Banter Sports Podcast. I'm your host Garrett Ball and you can find me on Twitter at GarrettBFF and also make sure to like and follow my Facebook page, Ballfield Banter. Thank you for coming in and joining me today. I know I had another long layoff, kind of been doing a little bit uh, irregular here, mostly every other week. Part of that uh, just has been a lot going on in my personal life recently, be it yeah, you know, issues coming up and uh or, or yeah, you know, that compounding with needing extra time to process different free agent moves, like I did a couple weeks ago with the Deshaun Watson trade. And this week, if you followed me on Twitter, you saw that I was at an air show and that took up a decent bit of my weekend, so I could not record. However, it was a blast, and I'm going to try to be putting up more pictures on my Twitter just so y'all can kind of see what all I saw there because, you know, I'm I'm not just a football nerd. I also love airplanes. So, especially warbirds, uh, I might add. But, yeah, again, ton of fun. I'll be posting those up there on on Twitter, just a couple of them, and yeah. So, with all that said and out of the way, I also want to make an announcement that I will be shifting these podcasts to midweek. I I I don't have a day set just yet, as far as you know what what specific day of the week I would be releasing an episode, but I imagine it will probably be somewhere in the realm of Wednesday to Thursday during the week, and that is just some some ideas to try to bring in some more podcast listeners versus podcasts over the weekend and whatnot, and see if it works out. And if it does, then fantastic. You know, uh, we always want to be be growing here, and I'm glad that you guys are coming along with me on this ride as we continue to grow. But I just wanted to to try something out after a recommendation by a good or, or, or by a very solid Saw that a source of mine, uh, a, an acquaintance or whatnot in the fantasy world, and uh, just thought I would try out his idea. So, with that said, this is of course still our regular episode. Going to be a fairly quick one here, trying to run through some things that happened in between last episode and now in the NFL, and a couple things that I missed in the last episode. So, Two things that I did miss in the last episode that I wanted to correct, and I'm sure I missed more because there were so many different free agent moves. But the two main ones I want to hit are Ronald Jones to Kansas City and Leonard Fournette to Tampa Bay. Jones is probably going to be the first and second down back in Kansas City. Clyde Edwards Hilaire may end up being the third down back and coming in for some runs to spell Jones. However, I I don't see this as a positive for for CEH's value. I think that Jones may even he he could very well be the better runner. And that that you know, I I have not dove in completely to to all that, so I I will admit that much. However, just what I've what I've seen and what I've noticed after, you know, watching these two players is that Jones does well when given the opportunity. He is a good runner but he's, I mean, to his, I guess, discredit, he's had a fumbling issue. Clyde, on the other hand, I don't know what to make of. I think he's being misutilized in Kansas City, out of all things, like you would think that Andy Reid would be able to use him correctly, but I don't think he's being used in the passing game as much as he probably should be. So you've got a little bit of play there as far as, you know, what a player is actually, you know, like, is, is it the player's fault that he's not doing well? Or is it the coaching or whatnot? Either way, I think that Jones is going to be coming in and taking all the first and second down work. And Clyde will be in there for the third down if it's not somebody else. And yeah, I mean, if you want to acquire Ronald Jones and Dynasty or whatnot, I'm not you know, opposed to that. I've got him in one or two squads. That's just because I happen to have him. I've not traded for him. But I won't be opposed if you do. Now, the other running back in Tampa Bay, who was Jones' teammate, of course, you know, is Leonard Fournette. Fournette thought, you know, he, he, was, he was testing out the free agent market, seeing what was there, and eventually came back to Tampa on a quite, fairly nice deal, three-year deal, for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And all I can say is just, uh, as I've heard it said, wheels up. Let's go. I, you know, I think that it was a fantastic deal for both sides. And as far as fantasy goes, I'm, I'm trying to target him in, especially if I have a win now team, which I have a few of those Or that came out super weird, like, and kind of like pompous. I, on the teams that I have that are win now, that sounds a little bit better. On those teams, I'm trying to acquire Leonard Fournette because I think he can be acquired at a decently cheaper price than other when now running backs and offer you a very nice ceiling. Last year, he was the RB seven in half PPR formats and full PPR. He was the running back six, if I'm recalling correctly. So, I mean, yeah, like why not? He he's he's good in that in that system and with Tom Brady back there's going to be a lot of scoring opportunities we know that he can get passing work um I know he got a lot of it last year because Giovanni Bernard was hurt but he can still do it and yeah he may not be the pass catching pass catching specialist that Bernard is however it doesn't mean that he's bad at it so Yeah, I I really like Leonard Fournette this year. I'm going to have him ranked pretty highly in my redraft leagues or or in in Dynasty. I mean, he'll be up there, I think, but not knowing Brady's future, I don't know where necessarily to place his value other than short-term win now for a high-volume running back in a fantastic offense. That's kind of where I've got him you know in in my mind and haven't necessarily put that down into paper on rankings but that's my thought process with Leonard Fournette win now redraft guy not so much a long-term dynasty asset in other news around the NFL Marlon Mack signed with the Texans Marlon Mack was you know the the guy that we worried about that was going to hinder Jonathan Taylor's breakout. And unfortunately for Mac, he was hurt in 2021 right off the bat, which eventually led to the Jonathan Taylor breakout in 2020 towards the end of the season. And then, of course, the massive season we saw from him this year in 2021, just because that guy's a beast. Now, he played some last year, and I tried to see if I could get some some film or, or or just just find something for Marlon Mack in 2021 just so I could see him because his yards per carry wasn't all that fantastic it was right around 3.6 yards per carry on the carries that he did have so again or 3.7 or ish but it was not great however I wanted to see you know was it getting back from injury that was kind of like he was, he was getting like slower ish, you know, and, or, or was it, or or, uh, I guess by coming back from injury slower, like, you know, kind of like Cam Akers, like you just, you come back from an injury, you're not quite yourself just yet. You've got to have time to ramp up. Was it that, was it offensive line or did he just not have it? I was able to see some of him in Preseason games, which I know again is preseason, it's you're not going against full on you know starters, but in that game, he did look good. So I think that there are still some left in the tank for Marlon Mack. I think that he's gonna be a fine addition to their offense as long as they don't draft somebody high. In this upcoming draft, such as a guy like Brees Hall or Kenneth Walker or Isaiah Spiller. And by the way, Brian Robinson is one of my favorite running backs. He, I think he's my fourth favorite running back in this class. I don't know exactly. But Brian Robinson out of Alabama is fantastic. And I'm, yeah, I, okay, fantastic might be a stretch, but, but. I think he's good. I think he's he's better than people are giving him credit for. So I'm looking forward to see where he goes. Maybe it's nothing, but anyway, side note. Back on track, I think Marlon Mack, if the Texans don't add anything, will be a solid running back. And I've I've seen things, you know, on Twitter here recently, like where people are saying, if you're saying that, you know, this guy is great unless his team drafts somebody. You know, maybe you should rethink your thoughts. I I, I know what that's saying, and I know what's, what it's implying. And in, in a lot of cases, it's true. I don't know if that's necessarily the case here, because, like, I do think that Mac is a solid running back and that he is good. However, if you have somebody come in that you, you know, get first or second round draft capital, who is one of the top of his class, yes, that guy's probably going to be better. So there's that. Just throwing that throwing that in there because, you know, never know who might be listening or or what they might be thinking. Just wanted to throw that out there. Like, that's why I'm I'm adding that caveat of but they might draft somebody and then Mac may not be as relevant. He may just may just be a a backup at that point, a little handcuff guy. Maybe he'll come into spell. But, yeah, if if they don't draft somebody, I think that he is a solid enough running back to be good. Okay. As far as receivers go, we had on the lesser side of things, Auden Tate was on the Cincinnati Bengals last year. Probably don't know who who he is just because he's a smaller name. However, he is now on the Atlanta Falcons. There's a massive target hole in Atlanta. And if you haven't looked up some Audentate highlights from his days at Cincinnati, you should do yourself a favor. The, the guy makes incredible catches. And it just, just mind-blowing. Now, why he wasn't getting work you know, beforehand, I don't know. Maybe it's just that he's too much of a 50 50 ball guy. But either way, opportunity is there in Atlanta. The worst thing you can do is take a flyer on him, which I, I would recommend doing. I, I would take a flyer on Auden Tate. Devontae Parker was traded to New England from the Miami Dolphins. Another 50 50 ball guy. Not a lot of separation. Same, you know, same as Auden. Tate, but at the same time, I I think he's good. I don't know where I have him ranked as far as in, in in the New England hierarchy of receivers. I still think Jacoby Myers is probably number one for me that I will be drafting of that group. And I mean, to be completely honest, Kendrick Bourne did pretty well last year with Mac Jones. And I'd I'd be interested to see like how Jones does with a guy who is a contested catch specialist. Does he like to throw into those windows? That's something I haven't really gotten a chance to look into. And maybe that I would benefit from that. Most definitely would is to see like, does he like to throw in contest into tight windows and contested catches? And if so, maybe Parker is a great addition and because he he's good at going up and getting the ball uh, I want to say the last two years he's led the league in contested catches with like 57 or something like that I think it's the last two years i I saw something from PFF I can't remember the exact you know time frame but I do know that he has led the NFL in the contested catch you know stat or whatnot in particular time frame that i can't remember so i i don't know it's tough i i like born i like myers myers is going to get targeted and born he he's surprisingly like he, he he surprised me he's good i i like him and i think he's fairly solid he may not be as good as Devonte parker with talent but And and, or talent wise, but until I see it in action, Parker's kind of the third guy for me as far as NFL or as far as New England goes, not NFL, New England wide receivers go just because I want to see it first. And that might be a fault of mine. Uh, You know, not swinging for the fences with upside sometimes, but that that's me as a person. I'm just very conservative with things. In and how I draft and whatnot. Last couple guys that I'm going to mention here are Brandon Cooks. He signed a two year deal with the Texans after it was rumored that he could be traded potentially to the Browns, potentially to, I think it was the Green Bay Packers as well that were inquiring about him. But looks like he is staying with the Texans for the next couple of years, and Davis Mills has his top target secured for the time being, unless, of course, they decide to trade him as well, even after this extension. Stefan Diggs also secured a lot of money, where he is totaling, I believe it was a four-year extension to his current deal, which means that his current contract now is $124 million over the next six years. Fantastic for him, fantastic for Josh Allen. He wants to retire as a Bill is what it seems like, and what I believe I saw uh, about Stefan Diggs that he he wants to retire as a Buffalo Bill. And you know, kudos to him. Maybe by the time the six-year deal is over, he, maybe I have something left in the tank. Who knows? He'll be, I think, about 34, 35 by that time. Because he's he's decently up there in age. And yeah, so he'll he'll be older than I think Julio Jones is now by the time that this deal runs out. And again, I could be wrong, but I believe he is twenty-eight. And yes, Stefan Diggs is in fact twenty-eight. He will turn twenty nine next season. So yeah. Uh, that might be an irrelevant point other than just to Bring home the fact that, yeah, it sounds like he will retire at Buffalo Bill. Oh, and right before recording, found out Melvin Gordon is wanting or or potentially joining the Baltimore Ravens and uh, he's meeting with them and, and whatnot. If he does join the Ravens, I, you know, J.K. Dobbins to me is still their lead back. However, he goes down in my rankings, much like Javante Williams did last year. Like both guys are really good. But when they're both really good, you use them both. So they kind of cannibalize each other as far as fantasy points go. I know that would be a massive boost to the Ravens offense, like in real life. But as far as fantasy goes, it kind of limits their upside. So that'll be interesting to see. On on the Ravens side, whether or not they bring in Melvin Gordon, and maybe it, it, the reason they bring in Melvin Gordon is, is it possible that Dobbins is a little slower on the recovery? That that is a a big potential you know reason for bringing him in. They had no running backs last year, and they just need a solid insurance policy as well as potentially a very good backup slash number two man. In their offense, and if he does go, Javante Williams is going to go through the roof, guys. It's it's just going to be fantastic for just everybody, fantasy football players, real, you know, or or you know, and just regular fans, whatnot. It's going to be awesome to watch him just completely go off next year, and and that uh, Russell Wilson led offense. So that's all I've got for you guys today. Thank you again for listening to the Ballfield Banter Sports Podcast. Again, you know where to find me on Twitter at Garrett BFF, and follow my Facebook page, Ballfield Banter. I would also like to request that you like this podcast and give it a review on Apple and also make sure to leave a rating on Spotify. With that, guys, that's all I've got for you tonight. Thank you again, and I will see you later. Take care. Thank you.